Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. Just trying to, you know, keep strawberry tops away from the cat. Oh, classic problem. That is a classic dilemma. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that is not a, it's not like a metaphor. It's not like a folksy, you know, saying that you would like, well, just trying to keep strawberry tops away from the cat. It's like, it's, that's actually what I'm doing. No, I think that's a saying. Strawberry tops is your, what your nipples are called. Wait, hold on, guest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got excited there. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. Our guest on the program is an old friend of ours, a stand-up comedian, uh, and the host, one of the hosts of the newly resurrected beloved podcast, You Look Nice Today, now known as You Look Nice Today, colon, California King, Mr. Scott Simpson. Hi, Scott. Hi. Hi. Sorry, guys. I I feel like uh, one of the Jefferson's neighbors who... Knocked on the door too early in the program. <laughs> I was going to say that the thing about strawberry tops was something I was pretty sure I'd heard Satchel Page say, like, always avoid fried foods, they anger up the blood, or don't look over your shoulder, somebody might be gaining on you. <laughs> no, you know, my cat and I, I mean, listen, we're, you know, we're quarantined, and I think like any good, I mean, I don't like to call us a couple because it's disgusting, but, you know, we're- Friends with benefits. We're friends with benefits. Uh, we're- we're roommates who get drunk and fuck around sometimes. Sure. Yeah, you know, I think, I think you know, as men, sometimes we're, you know, we're not taught that, you know, our body has more than one erogenous zone. And I think we're just kind of, um, you know, we're just kind of like playing around with that idea, you know? I only have one erogenous zone, as far as I know. Right butt cheek. <laughs> yeah, I, I've only got one. It's called my mind. Wow. Thank you. I'm very brave. Jordan, can I just say one of my favorite rap songs of all time uh, is a song called uh, It's Bigger Than, and then in parentheses, Hip Hop by the rap group Dead Prez. And I have a really hard time thinking of it. And it's, a, you know, one of the greatest rap songs ever recorded, I would say. But on that same album, they have a song called Mind Sex. And I can't hear... It's bigger than hip hop without thinking about mind sex, which was like a single that had a video and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a part where they, where he says, uh, how about we start with a salad, a fresh bed of lettuce with croutons. Later we can play a game of chess on the futon. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) So so there's something wrong with that. Uh, you know, Jordan, I ain't saying I don't want to fuck cause I do. But for me, boo, making love is just as much mental. I like to know what I'm getting into. Mm, very brave, very brave. It's your eye contact that be getting me aroused. Um, how much of that was the song and how much of that was just stuff you were saying? That was all directly from the song Mind Sex by Dead Prez. Beautiful, beautiful. African princess, tell me your interests. Wait, let me guess, boo. You probably like poetry. Uh, the strawberry tops thing. My uh, my my cat uh, does not does not like you know human food for the most part, but she goes nuts for the little tops of the strawberries, and apparently uh, they have the potential to irritate the eyes and nose. So I got to keep them away from her. And uh, let me tell you, it's, uh, it's 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 challenging. She wants them. <laughs> this is the kind of riveting Jordan Jesse Go content you get when <laughs> we're stuck in our house. Stories about something the cat almost ate. <laughs> Should I not be feeding things to my dog? How did you, did you like ask a veterinarian whether a cat is allowed to eat a strawberry top? No, this is, uh, this is a Google. And I realized that, uh, you know, sometimes you get false information from the Google. But, um, you know, I don't think I'm depriving her from anything. If, if for some reason the Google is wrong, I don't think I'm depriving her by not letting her have the strawberry tops. I don't know if there's like an essential vitamin or something that she wouldn't be getting if not for the top. Um, but yeah, but no, maybe I should ask my vet. That's actually probably a better idea than uh, than just trusting the, you know, first thing that comes up on the, on the Google. So, you know what? We're all learning a lot today, me especially. 
I just fed my dog a handful of lettuce. Is that weird? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. What uh, What does your vet and or the internet say about handfuls of lettuce? It's, it's, my dog can have a handful of lettuce as a treat. <laughs> you fed You fed it into the mouth. Up the mouth? <laughs> yeah, you, sure. You, you shoved it up the mouth, Jesse. <laughs> Vegetables that are safe for dogs. Scott, I don't know if you're a pet guy or not. Oh, I'm a pet guy. Okay, let's hear about these pets. Oh, I mean, I don't have any pets. I'm just, a, I'm just, a, I'm just a pet guy. <laughs> no, I, I do have a cat. He's wonderful. His name is Cosmo. Uh, one of the games that we've started to play here during this this lockdown time, uh, we're in, sort of developing a whole suite of indoor Olympics style games, and the one that we play with a cat is. Who do you love? <laughs> and that's where we all sit in one corner of the room, and we put the cat in the middle, and then we say, hey, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, come on over here. And we see which one of us he goes to, and that person is the, the winner of that round. Wow. What's, a, what's the current score? My daughter is ahead by, I'm going to say, four or five come-tos. Wow. That seems like a pretty broad... This seems like a wide margin. Yeah, she's clearly uh, his favorite. She's most people's... She's the good one. <laughs> she's the one that people like. Uh, she's the one that we send to the door <laughs> when it when it rings. Uh, she's sort of the face of the family. <laughs> but she's also the one uh, who's always uh, handling raw tuna, though, right? <laughs> she's... she's <laughs> for her... Sp- you know, for gymnastics. <laughs> well, you, well a, yeah, you got to tune right. up the hands before you uh, hit the parallel bars. <laughs> that's right. People don't know it goes tuna, talc, bar. It doesn't just go talc, bar. Yeah, well, yeah, the talc's not going to stick. The talc's got to have something to gum to. Yeah. yeah. You guys you guys know how <laughs> chemistry works. Sure. It's just, they don't want to show it on yeah. TV. God, you know, <laughs> one time, just once... In the world champions, in the world championships, nineteen eighty seven, Nadia Comaneci mm-hmm. uh, tried to use haddock. Mm. I re- I remember. It was I remember. incredible embarrassment. It was the it was the the telltale bits of roe flying off her hands when she executed <laughs> her dismount. Tip the judges off. That's what you get for having a Russian coach. Ugh. I've heard of a doping scandal, but a grouper scandal. <laughs> I don't think. That would that would have been much better if there was a fish name that sounded more like dope or doping. But I just, I just you know, I'm, I'm using the tools that are available to me. Yeah, you stuck it. Thank you, you stuck it. You stuck Thank it, and you. you should be proud. They were so excited that the Olympics were in Tokyo this year. The fish market. Oh, yeah. oh, those! You have no idea. You have no idea how much it goes into this fish market. Just you know, walking the rows of the fresh, freshest catch every morning that these gymnasts have to do for two to three hours just to prepare that uh, that tacky, gummy cling. Yeah, I mean the the cling's key. Then they got to hit the wholesale flower market. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Scott, have you thought about what you can do to? Uh, to maybe improve your cat come over here game? I'd love to hear any tips that you have. I mean, I just, so here, I'll tell you what my my style is, Jordan, and then maybe you can, uh, Jesse, you guys can build off of it. Yeah, sure. What I do, I try and be, I try and, the, here's what's always worked for me with chicks. Right. Uh, hey, what's what's up? Like that, you know, like, hey, what what's up? Like, I don't, you know, like, hey. you can come over, Hey. I've got my phone. I'm looking at stuff on my phone. <laughs> it's cool if you want to come over, though. Sort of not 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 hard to get, but just like not to get, not gettable. Am I gettable? Come over here and find out. Right? Yeah, you're like you can. I I, I would love your company, but if not, I'm over here. I'm fine over here browsing the movie news on Collider.com. That's a, that's exactly right. That's a, and I, you know, to be honest, I haven't. We can chat. It'll be great. But uh, I'm over here learning about Marvel casting news. I already like the specificity. I've only ever just kind of looked at my phone, indicating uh, general self interest, and mm. you know, giving giving the cat a sense that I, I don't need him to come over. But if I were more specific about exactly what I was enjoying on my 
on my phone, that might be a that might be another step. I don't know if there's something else I could do to kind of lure him. She's got the tuna. Yeah. Have you thought about strawberry tops on the nipples? <laughs> they don't have to be on the nipples, but it's a great place for them. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this. I mean, they don't, you know, this is not something they teach in sex ed, but men have more than one erogenous zone. Um, that's not what I've heard so far. I again, again, yeah, I only have the one right butt cheek. Right butt cheek. Right butt cheek. I, you know, we haven't, we haven't, I, maybe it's, maybe it's best that we haven't yet sexualized the game. Mm, yeah. But maybe we should, maybe it's time to get competitive. Yeah. I mean, I understand, I understand, uh, considering that your children and a family pet are involved, that's probably a good thing, I would say. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Go with your gut on that one. I have an idea for you. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about uh, a TikTok dance? Oh. I'd recommend either. I got two choices for you, and you can go left, you can go right. It's a choose-your-own-adventure novel here. Okay. On the left... Well, we know which direction you like to go. On the left, uh, right there, right down there to the butt cheek. Uh, on the left, you got TikTok dance. Mm. On the right, you got... How about you You make the cat a quibby? Wait, is that is that the brand new media sh- service? Yeah, cats... Cats can't get enough of quibbies. Cats love quibbies. Yeah, we can't, can't. Is that short for quick bites? Quick bites. It's a, it's a type of mobisode. <laughs> a flippable, floppable mobisode. <laughs> you flip it. You flop it. Oh, can I? I really want to trade it with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to take it to lunch, and I want to swap it with my friends. Are quibbies collectible? Right. Hey, how many, how many singled out reboots will you give me for something with Liam Hemsworth? <laughs> Jordan, you're a media you're a media insider, right? Uh, yeah. If that will uh, help uh, the thing you're about to talk about, yes. <laughs> Would you uh, flip a quibby, flop a quibby, or flap a quibby? Well, I mean, just you know, I would say that quibby is such a versatile platform um, that it doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to flip it, if you want to flop it, if you want to flap it. Um, you know, Quibi can handle all of that. It's a revolutionary new platform where you can flip a singled out reboot. You can flop something with Liam Hemsworth. And if you feel like it, you can flap something where I think Idris Elba races a stock car. Oh, that sounds right. Pres- presumably before he got the coronavirus. Mm. I got to tell you this. If there's one where he's racing a stock car, I'm going to be fapping that one. <laughs> Whoa. The combination of, yeah, the combination of Idris Elba and all that horsepower. You're just going to be sitting there holding your holding your Quibi machine with one hand. That's what I call a phone. I think that's now what we will all call phones yeah. uh, from here on out. Yep. You're holding your Quibi machine with one hand, and you're just poking that butt cheek with the other. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Mm. Oh. That's what you call fapping, right? Yeah. Mm. I only got the one. Poke that cheek. <laughs> I can really, really, really clearly picture that. I don't know. I don't know why it's so easy to picture. Maybe just because Quibi is such an obviously useful service. It's because we're good friends. I think that's it. <laughs> sure. I'm just, there, hey, no argument here. <laughs> Scott, what's your what's your favorite what's your favorite Quibi? Would you say? Uh, I like the ones where uh, are, are there ones with um, with like uh, uh, animals? Yeah, sure. Benji has a Quibi. Yeah, that's my speed. I like those animal Quibbies. <laughs> I like a. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Nick Offerman's on on Quibi, isn't he? I just I see him looking at me out of out of my phone. He says he looks at me and he's like, "Go ahead, flop the phone. See if I care." That's right. He's he's doing to me what I try to do to my cat when we play. Who, right. who do you love? I'll be over here looking at movie news on Collider.com. He's the announcer on Benji's show. Benji's is like a talk show. It's like a celebrity talk show. Nick Offerman is the announcer. Yeah, and Offerman wasn't there for all the tapings, but he just went into the booth and, you know, for like kind of a half an afternoon and they let him, he, you know, so they can put his name on it. Exactly. It's just Benji it's a and, low commitment thing. You know, Air Bud. Uh, Jesse, do you, does, do your dogs have family members that they prefer? Yeah, I, I've spent about a decade convincing my dog Coco to prefer me. Um, and it has worked. Teresa feeds her, so uh, it should by all rights be Teresa. It's a great disappointment to Teresa. I also bother Coco a lot more. Like, you know, I 
of course, everybody who listens to this show knows that sometimes I stick my arms out in front of myself uh, when Coco doesn't really want to get picked up and just walk after her yelling, dog Frankenstein, dog Frankenstein, (laughs) (laughs) eats dogs. (laughs) uh, uh, So it doesn't seem like she should prefer me, but she, she ultimately, I think, usually does pick me. My other dog, Sissy, though... Sissy is very much more like a chihuahua. Like a chihuahua is a very, their their main characteristics are being protective of their owners and being like hyper affectionate and to the point where it's pathetic and embarrassing. And Sissy has much more of that, like the kids like Sissy a lot more and she likes the kids a lot more because she'll just go up and lick them and they think it's funny. Uh, and not fucking annoying. <laughs> um, so Sissy, I think, is Sissy. Sissy, like if a if a burglar broke into our house, Sissy would bark at them for five minutes, possibly bite them, and then just start licking them. <laughs> they wouldn't even have to do that thing where they bring a juicy steak and throw it and then go the other direction. Just time would take care of it. <laughs> so you're mostly. It sounds like you're mostly concerned. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think every you know every neighborhood has its own its own concerns. But you're the the main thing you're worried about is like old time comedy burglars. Yeah, so like we have a lot of problems here with uh, burglars who will be wearing like striped suits. Um, right, because they just escaped from jail. Yeah. The hoosgow, they call it. Well, the the problem with the hoosgow here is that the, is that they allow prisoners to get as many cakes as they want. They do not investigate. They they don't X ray the cakes. They don't check the cakes. And so immediately you're having the classic problem, which is files. Right, sure. All their friend oh, criminals that... are putting files in the cakes and they're filing off their shackles. They do have shackles to their credit. The the prison around here, while they don't check the cakes, they do keep the prisoners in shackles, which they figure is enough, but it's not. Now, what are you doing to protect your family against um, round black bombs with uh, <laughs> like a wick sticking out of the top? Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, like protecting your family from the old timey burglars is easy enough. You take all your hamburgers and you just put them out on the front stoop and you say no hamburgers inside. Well, I think that's that's only one particular <laughs> burglar that you're, that you're protecting your family yeah, that's, against. That's not a multi-channel solution. That's a that's a very narrow. <laughs> I mean, it's worked for me so far. I mean, that's not going to help you against, let's say, yeah, the right. Beagle Boys. <laughs> I mean, it protects also against Blimpy. I think it is. It is. It is. Uh, Wimpy. Wimpy. <laughs> who's 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 Blimpy? <laughs> Blimpy is a chain that sells submarine sandwiches. Oh yeah, a Wimpy Popeye's friend. Yeah, Wimpy. Yeah, you have to give it to the to the police though. Uh, because when you call them, they do arrive in fast motion. <laughs> yeah, thank God. They're a little herky-jerky. A little herky-jerky, but real quick. Yeah. But the problem is, when they're getting out of that goddamn police car, they're climbing up each other's shoulders and falling onto their faces. It is a mess. It is a real mess. And, you know, they give them these long two-by-fours, and they're constantly hearing sounds behind mm. them and turning around to see what's going on. And it is bad news, my friend. Very bad news. I will say this. They may not be that effective, but their body cam footage is hilarious. <laughs> well, that's why we require body cams. Yeah, I mean, and it's all available for public for public review. So if you want to, you know, if you want to, if you want to uh, laugh your butt off mm, in sepia tone. <laughs> God, Jordan, if I laugh my butt off, how would I achieve orgasm? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Let's stay away from body cam footage and Chrissy Teigen's new show on Queeby, <laughs> where she oh, yeah, um, sure. oh I don't know is Judge John Hodgman. Oh, okay, I was gonna say uh, uh, critiques people's crafts. I got no beef. We got no beef with Chrissy Teigen. She's a winner. She's a good person, as, as far as anyone can tell. Boy, did I feel uh, did I feel old when uh, I was backstage before a show, and there was one of those old timey nail files. I guess they were nail files, weren't they? The things that you baked inside the cake—they were supposed to be nail files. I think either nail files, but they might have just been file files. A file, like for file filing files down a big piece of metal. Yeah, right, right. File. It was. It's. It's a. It is it itself is a big piece of metal. It's it's about eleven inches long. It's very heavy, 
And it's and literally the only place I've ever seen that tool is baked into a cake to spring burglars out of jail. And bur- I don't know why they're just sure. burglars in jail, but those are the ones who get there's the cake. There's some arsonists, too. Uh, there's some guys who you know. can't jack off unless they set a fire. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. They're, well, they're all getting cakes. I made that joke to a person, to a, to a, another, uh, to a female comedian who was standing there. Uh, I said, well, you know, I wonder, something, something, something cake. And she looked at me with absolutely zero recognition in her eyes, and I realized that there was an un- uncrossable age gap between us that to, to somehow work to bridge was just not worth it. So we both just turned around and walked away from each other. Well, I mean, the first movie that she saw in movie theaters was uh, The Jazz Singer. So she just doesn't know the classics. You know what I mean? She only knows the talkies. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah, those, uh, you know, those <laughs> those Gen Zers, they only know they love The Jazz Singer and Space Jam. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott Simpson. Who who love who do you love? <laughs> <laughs> You really eased into that one, Scott. That's how I try to do it. Try and keep it smooth and chill. I'm not sure. Show me those <laughs> nips. I'm your oh. I'm your cat now. I know. Oh, I know. You clearly have met my cat. Let's see those nips. <laughs> do you like uh you like a strawberry top, Cosmo? Just the tops. Just the tops. Yeah. It's like just the tip, but just the tops. <laughs> Nip tops. They'll give me eye irritation, but I don't care. <laughs> Make the nips taut. Man, your cat's gross. <laughs> your cat's super gross. Also, what did you yeah. use? Yeah, what did you let your cat act like? What did you my use cat to eye. attach those strawberry tops to your nips? Is it like egg whites <laughs> or something? Oh, it's a tacky mixture of tuna belly and flour. Oh, sure. Oh, Got it. Makes yeah. sense. That's called the Comanich. <laughs> Got it. So so Brian, uh, our producer, who we love, we do. Um, di- did us a solid, and he he collected a, a series of calls uh, based on a conversation we had um, a couple weeks ago on the podcast where we wondered aloud if anyone slash anyone in the audience had ever combined role-playing and sensuality. Not in the bedroom sense, not in the boudoir sense of role-playing, but in the right, of course. but in the back of a game store right. sense of role-playing. The, 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 a card table type of role-playing, possibly using little figurines that have been painted to look like real orcs. So so just so just so I understand, it wasn't taking the dungeon to the bedroom. It was taking the bedroom to the dungeon. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, I think I look, if we put out a call that said how many of you have done right. role playing or dungeon stuff in your bedroom, our message machine would fill up really quick. By the way, we use a message machine. It's got a Radio, Sec- Radio Shack realistic brand cassette tape recording the recording the messages. And it would fill up really fast because that's what happens to those cassette tapes, you know, especially the micro cassettes. They hold less uh, on them. And so we're talking specifically here about games of Dungeons and Dragons or similar that then become sexual. So whether it's Dungeons and Dragons or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the role-playing game, which, by the way, is based on the comic books, not based on uh, the television show. That's for children. This is a sophisticated, grown-up Teenage Ninja Turtle game. Darker, grittier. Yeah. Raphael dies and then jacks off. (laughs) Uh, so what we're looking at here is not bedroom stuff. It is folding table stuff. Uh, we are looking for little figurines. We are looking for rule books. We are looking for 20-sided dice. Hit points. We are looking for un- 
unusual sex acts. We're looking at F in the AP. We're looking at foot job. We're looking at, I'm not, I don't mean to shame anyone's acts. I just, we're looking, we're not looking for commons. We're looking for semi-rares and rares. Is that a good summary, Jordan? <laughs> we're looking for, for foil packs. Yeah. We're looking for Sarah Angel level sex acts. If I can use a Magic the Gathering analogy. You may. I mean, here, I mean, this is, this is the place for it, I think. You want to know if people are doing this out there, like they've already experimented with this in their in their tabletop gaming experiences yeah like obviously people have done this at like a convention that's what the point of the convention is you know what i mean but what about at a game store you know what i mean what about at a regular weekly game with some pals (laughs) from high school you know what i mean right and maybe even pals that you would never otherwise speak about this stuff with without this necessary uh boundary that's created by your chain mail Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like the kinds of friends, like I, like my, my old friend, John King from high school, you know, I see him, I see him once a year, maybe every other year. Uh, he's a wonderful guy. I actually went with him to, uh, your, uh, stand-up comedy show, Scott Simpson. Last time I was in San Francisco. Oh, John. Yeah. John's a, John was a very nice guy. Very nice guy. One of the, one of the best guys, a good friend of mine from high school. Uh, John and I would would not normally talk uh, about matters sexual, much less engage in a sexual activity together. Uh, we're too respectful. Right. We're married men. But right. if John invited me to play Dungeons and Dragons, which God knows John King does. In fact, I think John King helps organize some kind of weekend in the desert where everyone wears post-apocalyptic clothing. I'm not sure exactly how it works. It's not Burning Man. It's nerdier than that, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's for, for people who think Burning Man is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's for people who think Burning Man's too artsy. So right. uh, uh, John King, if John King and I were to play a role-playing game together, which I would be more than glad to do were John King to invite me to do so, and then it turns sexual, that's the kind of situations we're looking at here. That makes sense, I see. Brian, do we have telephone calls on this matter? Hello, Jordan, Jesse Gill. Um, my name is Arthur. Uh, I use they, them pronouns. Um, I am responding to your D&D sex uh, question. <laughs> Um, I, uh, during, after one D&D game, I did have a threesome with a partner and someone else who we had never had sex with before. Um, I also am currently doing a D&D game with my roommates that is not sexy, but, um, we have, uh, made a religion worshipping the anal tempest, um, and there's, there's butt plugs, um, as religious holy symbols. Um, so that's, you know, in that wheelhouse. I also remember you, I've been meaning to call in and talk about uh, my friend who uh, does Star Trek sex parties um, because of your earlier episodes where you talked about um, those sorts of things and how they must happen. Um, I can promise that they do happen and that they're very fun and goofy and, um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Oh my goodness. Here, uh, first of all, I'm great. I'm grateful to Arthur for for calling into us, but they seem to have really dropped the ball on a specific that I needed to know, which is what kind of what kind of guys? And I'm using guys in a non gendered sense here. What kind of guys did you fuck? I'm talking about elves, orcs, magic users. I want to know character classes, alignments. This is. A- this is not and uh, Jesse I I'm way past needing that information. I just want to know what sort of offering <laughs> I need to make to please the anal tempest. <laughs> I you know what I did? I just ate some bad chili. Oh yeah, you did. That's a that's called a tempest. Sure. Yeah. I I I was honestly I, as I listened to that call, I learned something very important about myself, which is that uh, were I to knock on the door of a Star Trek sex party, and the door opened, and it were, and if it was Star Trek Ridge, I am fucking there. 
Right. But if it was like Voyager, I'd be like, get the fuck you. What the fuck are you doing, you dorks? But if it's like fucking somebody's Uhura and somebody's Kirk, like I am, I'm of Tribble, whatever. No, Scott. So you, you, you know, so, so you're in for uh, original Star Trek. Yeah. Maybe not so much Next Generation, but how, how do you feel about Deep Space 69? <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about that. You've seen my, you've seen my, you've seen my uh, berry tops. <laughs> I have seen the berry tops. I think we can all be frank about this. You can dismiss all your Deep Space Nines and your Voyagers if you, if you so choose. But any one of us here, and as as far as I know, uh, Scott, you're you're married to a lady. Jordan, yes. I've I've only known you to date ladies. I'm also married to a lady, but we'd all fuck Bacula, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I let me be clear uh, again. Like I'm not uh, any particular. Listen, I also have to say something. My blood has not been pumping like this in months. <laughs> I have not felt so strongly about something. I have no particular preference for any generation of Star Trek. I could go early, I could go late. You put it on, I'll watch half of it, I'll turn it off, and I'll read my phone. But if it's a fuck party, it better be original. It it had fuck. Oh my god, I'm I'm angry about this now. And you don't cross the streams. <laughs> don't put me. Don't don't confuse my my universe. Well, now you're throwing Ghostbusters shit in there. Uh, uh, yeah. This is what a conf- this is going to be one confusing fuck fest. Yeah. What if what if some what if some dick dresses like Luke Skywalker showed up? What, oh God, oh boy, Scott. I'm a bit of a voyeur myself, and uh, that's why I only go to Star Trek four <laughs> parties because of the uh, transparent aluminum. <laughs> oh God, and it's in San Francisco, so yeah, you know exactly. you, you know the area. Would you say you're a voyager voyeur? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I wouldn't say that, but you're welcome to say it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Don't you just... Brian, just uh, play me back saying that. <laughs> Thanks. Can I, can I just be clear, though, and, and I really need your buy-in on this, b- both of you. Doesn't it just, at an atomic, part, just a particular level, make sense for... Uh, like the original cast of the original show, the start of of start, like be they be fucking. Oh, they, they, it is comfortably, comfortably the horniest. E- easily, right? I mean, that just it just yeah. you could see the perspiration. Oh yeah, I mean, I I haven't watched that much, you know, Star Trek period, but I've you know I've seen some original, I've seen some TNG, I, I, some smatterings here and there, um, and I would say that you know the original Star Trek. Uh, jockeying for horniest television program of all time but the other star trek seem um maybe even a little bit sexless i thank yeah. you yes that's exactly what i was thinking and and in no way does it make them better or worse but in some cases they're a lot better but in terms of like just fucking like there was no underwear under those uniforms no way i think the technology was was sufficiently advanced that like in the next generation and the other later Star Trek shows, if you wanted to have sexual experience, you just stuck your dick in that thing that makes the cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The tea, the tea, uh, teacock machine. Yeah. Or alternately <laughs> the, the, the you, cock and tea making machine. You went into the part of the spaceship where it turns you into Sherlock Holmes. Because fantasy that zone. part, yeah. If you go into that Sherlock Holmes part, all bets are off. Even Data the robot is fucking super horny, and if he's dressed like Sherlock Holmes in the Sherlock Holmes part of the spaceship, that's you know, Jesse. I think you have you've put your finger on why those later iterations of the show were so sexless. They were they were fucked out by the time they get <laughs> to the bridge. Yeah, they've had so many. Fucked up imaginary illicit <laughs> encounters on the holodeck. Because they can just that... put on one of those deer stalkers and head off to Bay 4. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And no, you know, I'm sure there are stringent privacy laws related to the holodeck and your usage yeah. thereof. Oh, man. Release the holodeck tapes. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody at Paramount is listening, please release the tapes. Of all the jacking off that went on inside the holodeck. I want to see Data Blast in foggy London town. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Data Blast. I (laughs) I love a good Data Blast. I was in the thrift store not that long ago, and uh, I bought for our friend Ben Harrison, who, of course, is one of the hosts of the greatest generation, Max Fun's own Star Trek show. 
uh, I bought this VHS tape that I found uh, that was uh, Commander Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation, the first officer of the Starship Enterprise 2. And uh, uh, he's hosting a sales presentation for a, like a logistics company as Commander Riker on the set of Star Trek The Next Generation. So it's for a real-life oh. logistics company. And uh, but it's him as Riker telling them why they should use this one log- logistics company, and I think there's that, but with porno, right? It's got to be. It, there's got to be, and if there's one person who's definitely done like softcore Cinemax, like simulated BJ reception, it is Riker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Riker's gotten a fake BJ <laughs> where his uh. belly where his belly button is. <laughs> Have you ever seen that that supercut of how uh, of Riker straddling chairs? No, but it uh, no. sounds sounds hot. Look it up. Evidently, the guy cannot sit in a chair like a normal person. <laughs> Let me just say, my right butt cheek is tingling right now. Oh, you, oh, buddy, it's now, you're gonna get the full Riker tonight. Now okay. I know we've gotten Let's... we've gotten kind of far away from the sorry, call. Sorry, we've gotten sorry, into sorry. a world uh, where no man has gone before. Um, but I would like to go back to Arthur's call and I don't want to quibble, but I think what we were asking for was a Jordan, you you don't want to quibble. You want a quibby. I want a queeby. Help me, Chrissy Teigen. I need cake assistance. I don't know. Um, you don't want to quibble, but it seemed like what happened was it was a D and D game. And afterwards, a threesome happened. Yeah. I think what we're looking for, and we thank Arthur from the call. It was a fantastic call. Arthur has clearly has a colorful sex life and uh, should be congratulated for it. But I think what we were looking for was <laughs> you, a, Arthur, a... you will receive your laurels via U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> yeah, check that mailbox. <laughs> There's a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card with your name on it. You didn't want your peanut butter and then in a separate location, your chocolate. You wanted your peanut butter and your chocolate co-located, smushed in the same location. Yeah. I mean, it's it sounds like what happened was that everybody just got all horned up from this D&D game. Right. But I think what we're looking for, ideally, would be, you know, something where the sex and the role playing were more intertwined. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think anybody would get horned up from a D&D game. All it all it takes to, for to get me horned up, they just get a text message that says, "Are you horny for orcs?" <laughs> sure. You're my right butt cheeks are tingling. Oh god. Uh let's mm-hmm. take another call and see what see what our next caller has to say. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Sunny D, and I'm going to guess Former President Jimmy Carter. Nailed it. Close. Um, Not far. This is James from uh, Des Moines, Iowa. You guys were calling asking about either erotic D&D games or games that were intentionally erotic, D&D games that were intended to be er erotic that weren't erotic. Um, I have been involved in a game where... um, the barbarian in my party, after questing, decided to go to a brothel and hire a bunch of uh, sex workers and then wound up with a bunch of the DMs that are you sure spent all of his reward on uh, all of his gold on this um, on this escapade and uh, the DMs that are you sure and then proceeded to dig out a book full of um, D&D themed STDs that he then uh, contracted. Um, And then also, um, I did not play in this game, but I am aware of a game that broke up a relationship where uh, the guy went and played D&D, and apparently they described uh, the sexual acts that he was involved in, and his girlfriend learned about it and broke up with him over it. So I think those both uh, fit what you guys were looking for. Um... Wow. Get him, get him, get him. Thanks. Yeah, I've had a, a few D&D uh, STDs in my time, or STIs. I had uh, 
fireballs. <laughs> I had gelatinous cube. I had a dragon AIDS. <laughs> I okay. So this is another logistical thing that I was fascinated by when 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 this when he was talking about the barbarian were. <laughs> Were the other six members of the party just forced to sit and listen to his extended revelry <laughs> in the whorehouse? Like they all just had to sit there, and he's like, "Roll fourteen for come." Like what? Did what were they doing? Uh, Scott, that's what it's like when the guy you're traveling with wants to visit the cat house, and you're uncomfortable with that because you don't have that kind of relationship with your partner. Yeah, yeah. I, I boy, I mean, listen. Uh, D&D STD manual delightful STD and D that's something someone could say a lot of fun um sure but it sounds like and, and please call her call back in and correct me if I'm wrong but it sounds like this um you know group sex with a bunch of fantasy sex workers was imaginary I think what we're looking for is IRL banging yeah. Although I have to give this person credit. I like if I was going to choose one person to root for in this, it's a girlfriend who broke up with her boyfriend because he did sex in D&D. <laughs> yeah. That I be I I like that. I like that commitment. They're like, "Look, the rules is the rules. We went over what's allowed and what's not allowed. That wasn't allowed. You're out of yeah. here." Chump. Dump the motherfucker already. That's what I, I mean, say. Maybe this is a case where uh, uh, she was looking for an out anyways, and it's like, uh, I didn't like what you did in D&D. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'll be off fucking your brother. <laughs> IRL, though. IRL. And a little bit in Warhammer. Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, these were both very good calls. I enjoyed the calls. I think the callers are both fantastic people. But... I think I don't I don't think we found it yet. I don't think we found the role playing adventure where where real life eroticism yeah. happens. I think you're right. I mean, it would be cheating, but it seems obvious to me that in a game of vamp live action vampire, there's this has happened many times, right? This is basically what that is, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think this is just a call to all the vamps yeah. out in the audience. And uh, Jesse, I know you have a concern about Draculas, but I think yeah. we need them now. The enemy of right. my enemy is my friend, I think is um, the old adage that we all learned from Alien versus Predator. <laughs> so, Or possibly Satchel Page. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard to say. So I think, I think what we need is, I, I want to keep this topic open uh and i think we need to hear from the vampire people if you're out there i know you are uh you know if you are listening via some sort of bluetooth hookup in your coffin um please uh yeah please please get at us uh because i i i think i think we're we've almost we've almost hit the valuable ore that is the role-playing sex party story but we're not yeah, and i'm gonna need again what kind of guy are you, irrespective of gender? I'm talking class. I'm talking type of monster. Uh, and yes, I consider, for example, elves to be a type of monster. Sure. It's just, what, are you, what are your top types of monster? You got elves, orcs, and mm -hmm. Metallica in therapy. Some type of monster, isn't it? <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. You got, a, you got a grizzly man. You got a tiger yep. king. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> these are buzzy documentaries people like to talk about got an in search of sasquatch <laughs> sure <laughs> look out for sugar man <laughs> okay let's take a break we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go You wept as we crafted the tragic tale of Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Dude, like he forgives Darth Vader. <laughs> Misa still love you, Annie. <laughs> you gasped out loud at the shocking twists of Face Off 2. Face is wild. He takes his kid's face. What? <laughs> we're writing an entire screenplay week by week on Story Bricks Season 2, Heaven Heist. 
Hey folks, Freddie Wong here with some exciting news about Story Break, the writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have one hour to spin cinematic gold. We're shaking up our format by turning Heaven Heist, one of our favorite ideas we've ever come up with on the show, into a full screenplay. Heaven Heist is an action comedy about a crew of misfit gangsters robbing the celestial bank of heaven. Think of Coco meets Point Break. Join us as we write this crazy movie scene by scene and get an inside look at the screenwriting process on our podcast Story Break every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott Simpson, who loves you? Who loves you? Who loves you most? <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're doing some other. We're doing some other games at at home. We have a game called uh, Dangle Sack. <laughs> right. Yes. Now, how do you play Dangle Sack? Dangle Sack is like. Well, first of all, you got to be on the varsity baseball team. <laughs> Step one: get a letter jacket. Uh. Dangle sack is like slow motion hacky sack. Again, most of these games are are so that the the children and the adults can play on a compete on a level playing field. Uh, so a, a string is is hung from the ceiling, like a, preferably a bouncy elastic string, to which a pouch of some kind is attached, and then you just got to kick it back and forth at each other. And if you miss, you lose. It's fantastic. I like that you are putting some thought into making sure that every all of these games are fair between the relative abilities. Because if it was me and I was in your situation, your kids are a little older than mine. But uh, if I was in your situation, I would be playing a 1994 edition of Trivial <laughs> Pursuit and Beer Pong. Genus? Are you playing Genus? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Genus Edition. Uh. Yeah, that's uh that that's why we we are trying to come up with these games because otherwise it's it's just no fun for anyone. Uh, this one is I recommend it to you guys if you want to play it in your in your lockdown household. Uh, it's it's more fun than it sounds as I describe it. No, Scott, my situation is a little bit different. Is there a um, kind of a an altered version I could play? Is there a solo dangle sack? Absolutely. I mean, Hacky Sack, Hacky Sack originate, originates as a as a one player game, doesn't it? I guess so. I guess it does. So this one is like, I mean, you just the 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 string is swinging and it just goes to the other side and then it swings right back at you like a tennis ball thrown against the wall uh, before your mom gets home, and you know you're playing by yourself. You know what? I've always played a solo dangle sack by completely different rules. Mine involves taking a scissor and cutting a strategic hole in the underroos. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just you point and and shout dangle sack you make eye contact with your wife raise one eyebrow and go eh? <laughs> <laughs> repeat until divorced <laughs> <laughs> twon't be long twon't twon't i also sometimes call it twon't uh, well, you know what they say: don't neglect the twont. Is <laughs> that oh? Again, men were taught that we only have one erogenous zone. There's the strawberry nips. There's the twont. So is the is the the twont is the future taint? <laughs> yes. The taint. The, I think it's the present perfect taint. Okay. The okay. taint that will be. The, or the taint that could be. <laughs> the transitive taint? <laughs> That's a Neil Young album. <laughs> Take that out. <laughs> we can't. We don't know how. Okay. <laughs> Brian, uh, repeat that and put some reverb on it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, can you just oh Superman it for me? Give me some Laurie Anderson juice like that Kanye album. Okay. <laughs> Give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, when something momentous happens to you. That's 206-984-4FUN. Or just email us a voice memo, jjgo at maximumfun.org. Just record on your phone. Hit that send button. Here's our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. I just finished my walk with my girlfriend, and I saw three ducks having sex together. It's two boys and a girl. What? Pretty freaky. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, awesome. Quack quack. But were the but were the ducks involved in some sort of fantasy world? Uh, now it says here that the ducks were playing Ticket to Ride, which does not qualify. 
Mm, so yeah, that is that is set on our Earth. Yeah, if you can buy it at Target, it doesn't count. Yeah, sorry, ducks. Uh, I have I have an I have an odd walk site uh, that I picked up on my fucking dumb little bullshit walk today. Um, yeah, what was that? You know our dumb bullshit walks that the government says we have to Just take. Stupid, stupid yeah. walks. Okay, Mister Fauci, I'm gonna walk around my neighborhood. Jesus Christ! I'm in the street. Mm-hmm. God damn it! I got um, another. I got another angry phone call from the lieutenant governor. I didn't take my stupid fucking walk today. <laughs> um, I saw a a, a man who uh, was wearing a mask, which is a you know good 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 policy. I think I think we can all agree. We all applaud this man for staying safe, uh, for having concern about his community, everybody around him. This mask was painted like a clown, and it had on a red clown nose on the end. Now, I, again, kudos to this person for, you know, uh, this this move towards safety. Uh, kudos to them for having some fun with it. But I, I, I don't like that it made me think maybe the purge was happening. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a this. It's only a matter of time until it's uh, until somebody's got like a funny bumper sticker on the back of their head. Yeah, just, I mean, Jordan. But I think once once we're doing clown masks in public, I mean, how how far behind could the purge be? Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to be rude or flippant here, but I think maybe the purge is happening. I mean, I'm not 100 percent either way on that, but it seems entirely within the realm of possibility. Yeah, well, if the new founding fathers have their way, it will. I've done a I've done a couple murders just in case. I just want to I just want to you know just just be careful about it. You know what I mean? Cover my bases. Sure. Yeah. You want to you want to make sure when the actual purge does happen that you're you're nice. You don't cramp up during those first couple murders. <laughs> I want to have a a smooth stab, a nice smooth, right. yeah, silky stab. Let's take our next call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. My name is Lynn, and I'm calling with a momentous occasion. You see, I am a trans woman, and after nearly three decades of waiting, of fighting tooth and nail, I have finally started my transition. I actually just got home from the first appointment of many. It feels... It feels like a weight is finally lifting. It feels like I'm finally becoming me. And that feels good. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know, and that I love you both very much. And, as always, without a base, without a trace. Bye. I'm glad that Lynn not only called in this incredibly important uh, momentous occasion, but also uh, made sure that it got on by dropping in a little pandering with a basically unrelated catchphrase from the show. <laughs> without a beast, without a trace. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you know, you know what I think. Uh, you know, I I say, you know, in these trying times, all bets are off. Let's make it analogous every month. Holy shit, really? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> 2020. The rest for the remainder of 2020. It's ain't August all year till till January 2021. We're expanding our horizons. We're trying new things without a base, without a trace. I this is this is for Lynn. This is for the anal tempest. <laughs> This is in praise of the great anal tempest. Mm. Long may she reign. This is an extraordinary announcement. Jordan, you should have a daily briefing. <laughs> Not if that fucker Fauci's out there telling us, take a walk, take a dumb little walk. Ooh, walk around like a dork. Hello, this is the comptroller. You haven't taken oh, your boy. stupid fucking walk today. I hate that guy. Yeah. Have a dumb walk, mm-hmm. you dorks. 
Hi, my name's Frank. I'm calling from the Department of Fish and Game. We checked on your dumb fucking walks and we can't find it. Maybe it's an administrative error on our part, but we don't make a lot of mistakes. Give me a call back. Yeah, pound sand, Frank. I'm not taking a fucking dumbass walk for jerks. We have neighborhood enforcement in my uh, in my part of the town where people are knocking on each other's doors like, fucking where's your walk? Where's your walk, you stupid little, you stupid little boy, you little dummy? It's all you can do now. You can just take a walk and talk about Tiger King. That's all you can do. Yeah. What what documentary are you going to talk about on your stupid walk? <laughs> Look out for Sugar Mans. Don't see us. Hope you don't <laughs> find a Sugar Man on your dumb little stupid bullshit walk. I got I got a mouse. I got a mask painted like Fauci. I got a Fauci mask. <laughs> oh, boy. What's going on? <laughs> I think Scott got elected block captain. <laughs> oh yeah, you know I. You the know White I, House can't no, be far behind. No. <laughs> but hey, thank you, thank you, to, thank you to Lynn. Congratulations on your momentous yes. occasion. Yes, congratulations, Lynn. and uh, thank you for inspiring uh, an entire year of analogist. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing all around. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. We just got to take a quick walk. Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like the Babadook director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. <laughs> it's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott Simpson, who loves you, who loves you. Scott Simpson uh, has returned from a a years-long slumber, the podcast You Look Nice Today, with uh, our friends Merlin Mann and Adam Lissigor. Uh, I listened. I'm, look. What this is my moment of freedom in my day on a day to day basis these days is once in a while I get to do the napping drive. I get to be the one who drives the minivan while the three year old hopefully goes to sleep. And on the most recent napping drive I got to drive, got to take an opportunity to listen to You Look Nice Today, colon, California King. It was nice to hear my friends' voices being funny and talking about how the holes on the human body go much deeper than you'd expect. Thank you. Thanks, Jesse. I, I appreciate that. It was very fun to to start doing that again. I also appreciate that you pronounced colon out loud as is proper. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, without a base, without a trace, my friend. Yeah, it's been fun to start it again. It's great to talk to you guys again. It's so nice to to uh, to have a chance to to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's great to talk to you too, Scott. Yeah, Scott, you are uh, one of the funniest guys around. Uh, you look nice today. is is one of the funniest podcasts that there has ever been, and uh, yeah, I think uh, we're all uh, we're all glad you're back. Thank you. It's nice to be back. I'm literally I'm literally podcasting right now from underneath a poster, a poster sized picture of uh, the five of us, Jordan and me, and the three you look nice todays at my wedding. Oh, really? That's a true story, folks. Hey. Isn't that sweet? That is very sweet. You look like you're about to lick Merlin's ear. That sounds right. Did you uh, Did you draw a dick <laughs> going in my mouth like I asked? <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to ask, buddy. I was way ahead of you. Ah, there you go. Uh, our producer on Jordan Jesse Go is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, patching this together with bailing wire and twine. Bailing twine and wire. 
Something along those lines. Uh, you can find us on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. Uh, you can also find us at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. Scott, are you at Scott Simpson? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. At Scott Simpson. Scott is not a not a huge volume Twitterer these days, but uh, he really gets his licks in, so to speak. <laughs> Um, you can find us on Facebook, uh, just search for Jordan, Jesse go and like that or join the maximum fun group there. You can also find us on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com. We hope everybody's out there is, uh, getting by as best as they can. Uh, we love you all very much. Uh, you're the greatest. Um, and, uh, we're very grateful to you for your support. Uh, and, uh, hopefully this is something nice for you. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.